man, right around the good old days. Chris, how you doing? I'm I'm doing good Speaking today, of Jared. Good old days. We are in the good old days of the of 2020, April, early April. Yeah. Just, the days are gone. I, I just know it's early April. I'm, I'm fine with that. We're gonna stop down. using days. Yeah. We're stuck inside, doing your thing. Yeah. Staying safe. And we're safe in here. I this feel is a safe space. This is a safe space. Very it, safe. If, and, and also, if you're listening, this is a safe space. Right. We do our very best to make sure we just bring you the cleanest content possible. <laughs> or, or that we're capable of. Maybe yeah. that's... Cleanest as in how? Uh, sound quality, oh, mostly. Okay, okay. Mostly. I thought I'll we were talking my, about... I'll watch my bit, language. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wash your language. Watch your language. Yeah. yeah. What? Okay. Make a little bet who the first person to drop an F bomb in this episode. I wouldn't put money on it. <laughs> I've got no control. <laughs> I don't either, and it's something I'm I'm working on. I gotta realize that the F word is not a, a comma. Yes. That, that's my issue. Uh, I'm talking to Troy, and Troy and C Rob want to do a podcast on our network. Uh, talking about movies and stuff, mm. and it sounds really fun. I'm I'm excited for them to come it's in here. And do it. Um, funny, funny guys. It's I want to hear their perspectives. I want to hear yeah. more of their perspectives. <laughs> you know what else gay they're gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> Some more. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, you know, Troy was asking about um, writing notes to himself for broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, we do that too. For we, sure. You know, it's a thing, man. Um, I think what one of your notes was uh, stop laughing at yourself. Yeah, it hasn't worked, but it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mine was to stop saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just an affirmation, man. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Doing great. We're You're doing good. great. You're doing good. Oh, I want that drop too. I, I noticed you cleaned up in here, so my my sheets were with the the notepad. I've been writing oh, drops and putting down there. It's it's uh it's on the it's on the dresser outside the okay. door. It's not gone. I, I would not out. throw that out. It looked like the scribblings of a madman, but yet important. So yes. I, I did not toss it. <laughs> I was doing a little, yeah, Just throwing yeah. a little sawdust around here. Wanted you, to save your notes. <laughs> you're doing good. It's <laughs> Brad Pitt from uh from uh. Um, that, that movie that was a commercial for how sexy Brad Pitt can be. California? No. <laughs> no, no. That's a good movie, though. He's sexy. He's always sexy. I don't know He's what you sexy. want from him. He's always sexy. But this is when the theater was like, or the you know the producers and everybody was like, we need the world to know Thelma that. Thelma and Louise? We take no, his shirt off? No. Um, Listen, I mean, because I beat fall, off. To, I mean, the the fall, watch all Legends those. Legends of the Fall. Ah, Legends of the Fall. Never saw that one. You're telling me there's some beefcake in there, dude. It's all beefcake. No. Yeah. All right. He, it's it's Brad Pitt in the, all the sexiest moments, and wow. uh, and it's it's a good movie. Huh. Not still, because of that. Well, despite that, but he, he also he's also yeah. very good doing you, that. You saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I did. Take his shirt off on the roof up there. You're like, uh, Fuck yeah. you. He's killing it. Fuck you. Well, he's like a couple years older than us. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. You look good. He looked great. He real good. Yeah. You know, hey, I think he's gonna be all right. Yeah, if he yeah, if he can hold up, I heard he I heard he's like a funny guy. I, he seems like a funny guy. Likes to smoke a lot of weed. I think we get along. Photography. Yeah. I I know. I think uh, I think Brad Pitt uh, would be a, a funny guy. Hey, by the way, do you have a speaking of Brad Pitt? Do you have a printer here? Yeah. Do you have a printer here that maybe on a sheet of Brad paper? Pitt? No. <laughs> um, Put him up in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I want to print out the logo for the Twelve Monkeys and uh, use it as a stencil, and then start spray painting it on on plywood around, around town. Yeah, I love it. 
Yeah, so let's do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll do that. We'll do it after this. What What are we gonna do during this? Well, we were talking about the good old days when you could read uh, Garfield first runs. Uh, this this Jim album Davis. is from the golden age, <laughs> golden age of British new wave. Can I say that? Yeah, sure. Early eighties, and I have such a soft spot for this era. I wouldn't call it a genre because I look. It's kind. We're talking about Tears for Fears and the songs from the Big Chair. Yeah. But for that sort of era, this is it's such a sweet spot. And it's not a genre because the way grunge is not a genre. Yeah. You I can like put these really guys good. in that. You could lump these in. U2, Echo and the Bunnymen, The Cure. They're all doing their thing right around that time. All those bands transcended that quote unquote genre, scene, whatever, what have you. Yep. Yep. And these guys, they're, they're not super prolific. I think they only have four or five out. Al- I mean, four or five albums in 35 30s almost 40 years yeah but on that on that tree you're talking about these 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 guys are are a branch they're a branch they're they're not they're not a oh no they're they're mount rushmore of 80s british new wave i was gonna stick with the tree metaphors instead of the mountain metaphors but i'm I'm fine with that i'll I'll go with you Uh, it's like it's the yellowstone they're like the the arm of the crazy horse monument yes it's the yellowstone (laughs) um this is where i feel like um I was getting baked in the oven, in the kiln of, of music when Tears for Fears, oh, yeah. Duran Duran, they, we, you know, Def Leppard. We yeah. had that kind of high production. It's baked in. Yeah, baked in. Um, and, and, you know, that's where, that's where I feel like this is just kind of in my metabolism. I don't have a strong recall of what time signature that's in <laughs> and, and what that, you know, like I haven't dissected a lot of Tears for Fears, Duran Duran. I know that they sound way more simple than some of the shit that they are actually pulling off. Oh, so, yeah, it's okay, man. It, it is, is a nice, uh, it's a nice way to go back in time with kind of a little more educated ears and start getting into, uh, yeah, in, into listening to these guys, uh, t- tearing them down. Let's see. What's, yeah. What's, what's the, on one of the things I like about them is they weren't, they were almost like, they almost had this vein of prog rock yeah. through it. Like where the, where, you know, the radio oh, cut God. of, of whatever song that is, um, and it goes into South this thing at the tough. end, this instrumental jam at the end that turns out to be a lot. You can hang on to that. It's a visual aid. Cool. We won't be playing this one from vinyl this evening, but... Uh. <laughs> Jared gave me a hustler, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but just, I look at the album cover of these guys. Look at that hair. Oh, it, it's it's a very 80s... You you don't listen to this and don't say that it's from the 80s. Do you know, do you know what I see? No, you're 100% right. And what I see when I look at this, I see fucking 8 by 10 Oh yeah, <laughs> I see Aiden in in that As kind of Roland. Roland, uh, oh the names. Excuse me, got the hiccups. It's Roland. It's, what's his name? Roland. Yeah, and Kurt Smith. See, that one's real easy. Kurt Smith, classic bass player, they singer. From? They're both sing. Where are these guys from? England, of course. <laughs> of course. I think they're from Bath, to be specific, which is where Stonehenge is. No or shit. Or nearby. Maybe that's why they're into some odd timings because everybody wants to rule the world is on this album. And Great. that fucking drum signature, the, uh, the timing shuffle he's doing for the- it is, it's stupid. I'm not going to sound even dumber by trying to tell you what's going <laughs> we'll on there. It. We'll hear it. We'll It'll hear it. But it's not doing what you think it's doing, Mm-mm. but it's catching up to where it needs to be. They were tricky like that. These they're studio rats. Studio. Is what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's and well, I guess I would expect them to be more prolific if that's the case. But I think they labor over things. 
Okay, I'll go with that. Um, and this was this was produced by Chris Hughes, who did their first album, which had like Mad World and uh, uh, Ooh, baby, baby, <laughs> it's a mad world, and Change. Uh, some good songs on there, <laughs> but not like uh, not like this. That's why it's a great second album. This, as far as a second album, you're gonna listen. You're gonna listen to all these fucking bangers that are coming off this thing. I just took a quick glimpse. You, this yeah, is, there's no coming in, I'm coming into this, this blind here. Yeah, there's no bulls. There's no filler. Nah, nah. This thing is. It's just, all killer. Yep, yep. It, it designed, designed as such. Yes. Comes right out the gate too. This this song um, made me confused when I was younger because uh, I knew there was a song called Shout, but yeah. then there was this song called Shout. And you couldn't talk to too many people about the song Shout without having to decide or discuss which song Shout you're talking about. Because the other one's still a, a banger, too. What's the other Shout? You know you make me want to shout. Oh, yeah. Get my hands yeah. up and shout. Get my head up and yeah. go to home and uh, go to shopping. And <laughs> then there's uh, Twist and Shout. There's and, a lot of Shout. Uh, fall down and... Uh, yeah. Whatever. The, yeah. Is that the Isley Brothers? I'm not sure. I, th- I think that's the Isley Brothers. Okay. God, Love the Ozzy Brothers too. Maybe do their second album, dude. By the way, R.I.P. Bill Withers. Did we talk about uh, that on the last one? No, we did not, because that happened in between. You're right. Fuck, dude. R to the fucking I.P. on that. I talked to Richard Brown about Bill Withers' second album, and he's like, "That thing's a fucking hitter." Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, so it was on the radar to do a, a Bill Withers' second album, and he just passed away. Yeah. I don't think of coronavirus. No, no. Uh, he ain't going out like that. No, but he's, I think he was in his 80s or something, very close to that. Yeah. Which is still, I don't know, seems a little young at this day and age. So I don't know, they're, these guys, this Tear for Fear story of how they met, it's probably art school or something like that, you know? I think maybe, childhood maybe, chums. Yeah, one of those know? one of those types. And that's the great thing, too, is they both sing. They're like, uh, well, I mean, it's a duo, obviously, and they get session guys or they, they'll play out the instruments, but they, they trade off on the singing. And sometimes I, certain times I had to see them live, and I haven't seen them live, seen them live, but like on YouTube, what have you, to figure out who was singing what. But I think I can do it by ear now. Okay, all right. Roland has the more dramatic, uh, Bowie-inflected. No, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. All the big uh, emotional shit. That's yeah. Roland, and then Kurt. Uh, does, <laughs> Kurt does the kind of. He's got a great voice too, but Kurt is kind of like he's got a real plain Jane voice. But he's coming down the barrel. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it, if you're having trouble figuring it out, just what, does it sound like Bowie? That's Roland. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, which I believe shout is his jam. Let's fucking listen to it, brother. 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 Shots. Right away with the triangle. Yeah, that's so clean. Clean as hell. Big beat, too. And they're doing that keyboard holds in the back. Big deep pads. It's ominous. Like, yeah, you picture like living in a computer. Yeah. <laughs> So they say that this song was a hit is an understatement. This song was ubiquitous. Yeah. 
and vocal tones, amazing. And they sound British. Oh yeah, they something go, up with them. They go with they go in that category of guys that sing with their accents. Yeah. Or at least Roland does. Okay, uh, Mad World, that's a Kurt song. Okay. So you can kind of picture how those vocals go. You'll hear them on this record, too. Yeah. So what, what do you think he's singing about here? Is it emotions? He wants to tell the world about something? I was, I I think, always <laughs> waited for a list. Yeah, yeah. I think I had read somewhere that this was sort of just like a real uh, broad protest tune of just standing up and shouting about whatever your deal is. Okay. If it's Save the Whales, sure, shout great. it out. If it's, you know, global warming, shout it out. Roland's that's, got your back. That's nice. <laughs> to get up, stand up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You get knocked down, you get back yeah. up, you stand back up again. Yeah. <laughs> then you shout. I hope you live to tell the tale. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> The song's made for the radio, boy. For sure. I mean, it is all like mid-tone, you know? It's not, there's no 808s coming through here. It's just clean, that clean mid-tone of the 80s. Tune. Yeah, the 80s. You, you put a little more bass in that, and that could... You did Depeche Mode track. Yeah, Depeche Mode sure. always had the bass. They never yeah. neglected the bottom. Well, in the early days. But... Yeah. Yeah. But you can't really... Oh, okay. You just drop the whole bass out. Here's the thing. Totally right there. Yes, and they are songwriters in the classic <laughs> sense that they will just... Everything's yeah. got a proper bridge. Right. Um, the parts are almost orchestral. There's, the, there's that organ boy. Synth bass. And funky as hell. A little synth flute lead happening there. Dude, that's 99 Red Balloons territory right there a little bit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ooh. Yeah, some of these other songs they get into. And the parts are almost orchestral, the way they're just oh, counterpoints. Sure. And these are educated Boom. folks, obviously, about music. Wow. They're having a great time in the studio. And they're having deep discussions about where the, those fake horn hits are going to happen yes. and 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 the ba the tone of that synth bass you know how farty but clean they want it <laughs> synth bass is a tricky thing to it is work out it, it is doesn't a, work for everybody no <laughs> so what's what i like about the approach with, with the vocals of the song is they do sound pleading they're yes. like pleading you to to Stand up to shout, you know, to, he can, to get it out there. He can convey emotion very well. Like Robert Smith could, yes. or Ken. Yeah, very similar voices sometimes, I think, when they get up, when they really start yelping, yeah. when they start hollering, as uh, was it? <laughs> yeah, Who yeah. said that? Was, was that Chuck? Chuck? That was, we were talking about Doolittle. Yeah. And Chuck was talking about he could holler. That boy could holler. Roland and, and Robert can holler. Yeah. And so, yeah. I always like that. I mean, they just hit that, come on, that drone note in there. It's little shit, man. Yep. It is. It's well-crafted, this whole thing. And the rhythm track sounds like some sort of machinery that's happening. It's just... Miami Vice soundtrack. Yeah, totally. Can't hammer. It's like a signature Tears for Fears in this era. Tears for Fears can... They got big beats. 
big beats. They got like big public enemy beats going behind their fucking <laughs> new wave true. songs. It's great. <laughs> I just resisted the, the Chuck D ad lib right there. <laughs> yeah, what Roland know? <laughs> yeah. Tears for fears, hundreds of odd years. The album they did after this is pretty great too. The Seeds of Love, and I think you remember that single. Oh, with Al Pacino. The Seeds of Love with Al Pacino. You know that movie? No. Isn't the Seeds it, of Love is an it, Al Pacino. Sea of Love. Sea of Love. Seeds. But don't they? Isn't that the same song though? Isn't that Seeds of Love? Yeah, the Seeds, seeds of, of love. love. Sowing the seeds of love. Yes. <laughs> Which is a fun. That's a fun return on that song. That's a but, fun song. But I always, I always equate it to Sea, Sea, Sea of Love with Al Pacino. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure this is not the cut that was probably on the radio because they would like to stretch songs out. There's definitely radio edits, and you hear them tonight, you'd be like, "Oh, this song's way longer than I remember." Yeah, yeah. And they have that style and that production that they could chop a song for radio. Like they're they're ready at the drop of the hat to probably cut down any of these songs with really no argument. Yeah, it's a it's a thing that can be done. Turn on my new remote control, Chris. See how this goes. Dude, we are, this studio is stepping up. It's so exciting. It didn't work good. I still played the first note of the working hour. No, that's, yeah, it's the remote's fault. Yep. <laughs> Dude, just working in the new gear. This is <coughs> very exciting. Working out some bugs. <coughs> that's not Corona, by the way. <coughs> very exciting. Very exciting. It's an exciting time to be alive. It's like uh, what Tank said to uh, Neo. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Very excited for this. So let's get going. Let's learn you some karate. We're going to recast me. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bummer. Yeah, it was. I like that guy. I like that what guy. What do you do? You do something bad? I heard that. All right. <laughs> do tell. <laughs> no, he was, uh, where he first came onto my radar was um, on training day. When he was one of the guys sitting around the table fucking with Ethan Hawke before he got thrown into the bathtub. I didn't know he was in that scene. Yeah. Oh, I've had my shit pushed in, bro, big that's, time. That's, that's him that does that line? That's Tank. No. Yeah. Okay, I gotta watch that again. Yeah, and he's just, he's short and jacked. And in that scene, he doesn't have a shirt on, and he's just getting, like, aggro and stuff, because they, all three of them around that table, know they're killing Ethan Hawke. Right. And so they're just, they're just fucking with him. Dude, that scene is so good. That whole sequence is amazing. But he's in that. But then he plays a really nice guy in The Matrix. Yeah, he's got range. And I was bummed that they replaced him because I think their replacement for him, not so good. <laughs> and that's the same guy who was the helicopter pilot in 28 Weeks Later. And he did all right in that. Is that also the guy that was in Romeo and Juliet? With uh, with DiCaprio. With DiCaprio. And like Wazamo. I don't remember. I don't remember his role if he was. But maybe. It seems one, like that was, was a like young one of Romeo's cast. homeboys, you know? Ro- <laughs> Romeo and boy? <laughs> Romeo and boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. All right, we need to quit talking. I'm just going to play the next song. It's called The Working Hour. And this is, man, they stretch it out in this jam. Like, this is some smooth baby making shit right here. Okay. All right. But on the smoothed out on the new wave tip. 
smoothed out on the new wave. Oh, hear that saxophone. Venetian blinds parted to see that cityscape because you're up in your penthouse apartment. It's the 80s. You got some, uh, one of those paintings of the ladies on the wall. Nigel. Nigels. You got some Nigels. You got a glass coffee table because you know why. You'd like to cut up a few lines of snow when it's time to go. So come on in tonight and I will show you the way. Exactly. You want to do some cocaine? <laughs> Whap. There you go. Do some cocaine. Don't come out till your face is numb. Yeah, that's right. Don't move till you're numb. Oh, this is this is Sade right here. That's smooth operator right there. Chris Hughes would uh, co-produce Red Rain by. Yeah. Are you picking that up? Yeah, right totally. Here? Yep. I, I almost said his name. Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel. No, they they've got some crossover with Genesis. Tears for Fears does. Show. Sound wise, did I say that like Yoda? Because Yoda, <laughs> Tears for Fears is Yoda's favorite band, right? Other people didn't. You know would that. hear it. Uh, Genesis could do a jam like this when they would stretch out. Yeah, especially that guitar right there. Yeah. That's a really actually a great guitar line. play this in any elevator and I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine with it. This is great. There's the Genesis film. It was that fake snare hit with the... With the you know, get a like, little bit of Simple Minds vibe off of this. Totally Simple Minds. I think they did. Uh, I don't know how much they enjoyed it. They talked about, like it was pretty awful. It's, which, if that's not how you're set up, it is pretty awful. Yeah. Like it's not an easy life. Go. Uh, but they're re- if you can get on YouTube, they're pretty fantastic live. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'd love to see a documentary on Tears for Fears. Right? I think we're due. Yeah. We're owed. Yeah. And the guy, you forgot those guys can really play. Like Roland really plays. I gotta look up his last name before the end of the show. I'm embarrassed because. What kind of keyboard does he play? He's the guitar player. Do you think he plays a rolling keyboard? <laughs> I'm sure he has some at home, but yes. And then Kurt, in the live situation, will usually play bass. So. Yeah. And so they're both sing. they're both super sick at it too. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole thing screams studio clean. Production wise, the metering of it, you know. And it nothing's speeding up or slowing down. Right. It is just on fucking point. You know, but as for a second jam, I get it for the album. It's it's that era where you can get away with that slow burner for a second one, which they're doing. And that's I think more often than not, decade wise, that is a commonality. You you could put bury a slow burner on the second one. Why not? The other move is to just hit bangers one through five. <laughs> if you don't, if you're not burying a slow burner on the second one, you right. got to go strong at least one through three, um, because that third one has got to hit. Well, and there's a lot of bangers on it, the, but they space the bangers out, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you got the track list over there. And the third one's gonna hit. Oh man, 
Yeah. Uh, third one's gonna hit like a motherfucker. So much sex. gateway for when his vocals to come in to kind of like um, hang off of you know yeah, it's like yeah. the lattice work for a hanging garden the predecessor the harbinger of yeah 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 notes to come yeah this this song just feel like I physically get taken back to you know what I was nine whenever this record comes out yeah this song just feels like the 80s, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every dude. time I hear it, I can go I'll, back to 1984 like it was right now. Louvered blinds with, with sun rays coming through them <laughs> on, on Axel Foley's bed or something yes. like that, you know? Fucking Kenny Loggins is listen running around this, in the street somewhere. Yeah. You're in a BMW listening to this on a Blaupunk. <laughs> on a what? Blaupunk stereo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. In your Scirocco, listen on your plow pump. Dude, this saxophone sounds awesome if you have a bunch of treble on your stereo oh, system, man. like the 80s did. <laughs> Before they really figured out hard bass. <laughs> and this sounds great on it. It's kind of like so does the Def Leppard mixing. Yeah, it likes that mid to high area. The radio, where the radio is going to compress it to anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know what? I just. This song's got another hour on it anyway, but um, <laughs> oh, good! I just want to. No, it's actually like maybe thirty seconds, but <sighs> we're getting back to that with mastering for because they're the compression for all the streaming services. Mm-hmm. They compress it too because they don't want all their songs sounding loud and quiet and loud sure. and quiet. So they're going back to that sort of model as far as uh, the way songs are being mastered. You know, we had the what they called the loudness war maybe a few years ago. Yeah. And it kind of culminated in that terrible uh, Metallica album. Yeah, Saint Anger. I think it was Death Magnetic, the one that was just over compressed to okay. shit. Yeah, Death Magnetic. Uh, I know. Yeah, that just had a shitty snare drum sound. That was just shitty. Yeah, that was just shitty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's coming to an end now. Like the uh, masterers, mastering engineers, yeah. mas- masters, the masters. Okay, of <laughs> are, the universe are figuring or just, this out. Yeah, the ones who are in the know, and things are being mastered way more dynamically now with like lows and hot, like not squished into this little tight caterpillar of a sound wave. Okay, real depth is going to come back. Is it is that going to come back over digital? Because it is I'm, as we as we speak. Okay, that's good to hear because I'm starting to feel that I need more analog music in my life mm-hmm. because mostly listening to podcasts and uh, different artists that are on labels that are talking about how much information is lost going from analog to digital. And understandably so because of those compression rates, exactly that. But there's also those weird little spaces, like how a fluorescent light is flashing, but it's just flashing just a little bit faster than you can really... They're putting holes in it to squish it down. Yeah, exactly. Um, There is a degradation in sound. For sure. Um, and so uh, it would be nice 
to also be able to retain music in that in that solid form. Yeah. And they're getting those file sizes smaller and smaller, or they're compressing in newer ways. And the flax are like, oh, who, don't get me who fucked with a flax ten years Dude, ago? It's and flax. now it's 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 almost like just the, the standard, flax, you know, just the flax, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tangent about music mastering. On to like a big banger. Well, you know, number three track on their second album. This has got to be a big one. Listen, boys, this is going to be the one, I'm telling you, that's going to put you through the roof. Theme song to the Dennis Miller show. Dennis Miller. This is going to be Americans. <laughs> I love you, shit. Sure. You got me off of my feet now, now baby. baby. Oh! Oh, yeah. ouch. Nice job. You okay? Ouch. <laughs> You're back. No, I got the COVID. That, that <laughs> gave it to me right there. <laughs> Sorry. Funny enough, when we in- invoke Michael Jackson, his ghost doesn't come down in here, which is fine. Nah, I'm good with that. I've proofed this studio against ghosts. Thank you. Yeah, dude. This is, this is, this is funky, man. Great melodies. Good. I wish I could sing this song. Right? Just great melodies. And he's, he's going from the top of his range to the bottom. Guy can sing. And great melodies. I'm a sucker for that shit. The melody just takes a rolling stroll through nice the, long the meadow mel- of the nice song. Nice long melodies. You know? Mm-hmm. I appreciate that shit. He can do short ones too. Like, oh, I talked over the bridge. Yeah. Great bridge. Just fucking modulate. Let's take it up a notch. Yeah. He can do the long the long melody or he can do shout, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versatile, baby. Yeah. No, these guys have it all. They have all the all the parts and the, and they do all of their success. No transitionals, no pre choruses. Each part into the next. The vocals never stop. Yeah. Clean. Great. Like now Rogers would be proud. Nice little callback. some dope guitar solos on this album too yeah and you know what they're not doing rippers what they're doing is getting certain patterns and then just repeating it and throwing it and exacerbating it making yeah. it yeah making it a little stressed as it continues they're, they're like layering masters without making you feel that every song is just this layered formula right. it's well built well crafted fuck yeah 
just hang that, just hang those tones at the end. What are you kidding me? You said Genesis. I never put Genesis together with these guys, but that's some Mike and the Mechanics right there. <laughs> I love this song. I'm just grinning ear to ear. It's such a good There's nothing not man. to love about it. They even give room for drum flourishes. You know, they're not just going with, we want mechanical drums. You know, just just keep hitting that fucking beat and, and slight augmentations or change to, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. The drummer feels live, even though it's this, like, synth drums and, and whatnot. There's these, you know, uh, just on the outro there, just a few cymbal hits that aren't linked up to anything. Just like, shabam! They're off the grid. I don't, they didn't have the grid back then, but they did have drum machines. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, re- you know, real metered playing. To pull off that whole fucking drum track, however many tracks that is, um, you really got to be paying attention. That's a, that's real tough what they were just playing there. Yeah. And it's just, the, it's like Soundgarden. It's the precursor <laughs> because, yeah, exactly. You're like... I'm trying to bang your head, but wonder why you're putting your neck out every seventh beat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or you decide to sit down and play that drum beat and you go, oh, wait, fuck, what? I gotta go to the chiropractor? Who counts to seven? With the seven? seven is the worst. <laughs> Honest to God, like seven, uh, get out of here with the odd numbers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to make tension, I'll write words about tension. I don't need the music to have it sewn in. No prime numbers higher than three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'll do a waltz. <laughs> At best, I'll do a waltz. A sea shanty. <laughs> yeah. What it, was that? Did you find it satisfying when you unlocked playing in three, four time and just sw- starting to swing chords <laughs> or swing some sort of song structure? I don't remember. Okay. To be honest, what's the next song on here? Make up a story. <laughs> uh, nothing. Mother's talk is that? Mother's talk. It? Okay, that's great. <laughs> no. Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just kidding with you. I, I, I thought it was pretty fucking powerful. Yeah. The 3-4 felt really strong. It was like old world. It was like the first off-timing I me- that there okay. is. It's the, it's the dovetail into off-timing. You're shaking loose some memories for me now as, as we talk about this. Probably the first time I played in 3-4 was at church, and it was probably an old hymn because I used to like to do some of those in 3-4. Yeah. And that's catchy. Probably, yeah, you know. <laughs> it's as catchy as hymns can be and I like some of them they're very pretty I wouldn't call them catchy but um, the yeah, three, was I was, the I was talking place. about the timing like, yeah it's just real snappy when you're talking about blood sacrifice and <laughs> killing a lamb it's uh, what you want to do mother's talk um, I did read up on this one today because I had no idea what it was about and apparently it's just like I guess it's kind of goofy. Kurt described it as like uh, shit mothers say to their kids, like you, you uh, keep your face like that and it'll stay that way when the wind changes or something. Okay. You know? But not as heavy as like a Pink Floyd song about mother. Well, okay. Uh, we'll watch the lyrics scroll by, but you you decide. And there would be no lyrics for this song. This is Gloria Stefan, or no, uh, Paul Abdul. Bam, 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 bam
Nasty boys. Nasty. That's Janet Jackson. Depeche Mode for sure. the last time we were mentioning that floor tom they're doing that floor tom shit a lot here but it's all you know like synth floor tom has a little bit of different feel it, it synth floor tom carries differently than rocking on an, a, a nice airy analog floor tom it's got a snap yeah you can use it in it, for, for a bit there in the 80s you could use it more too you could hit like three four of those beats and they wouldn't blur together it'd be real yeah, yeah. clean because <laughs> they're isolated digitally yeah. that's Boingo Boingo right there dude <laughs> this is very much this was a single and I think the first single, and it, and it very much could blend in with a lot of those other bands we compared them to, you know? Yeah. It's that chaotic it's build not, necess- right there. not necessarily <laughs> like signature tears for fear. Like you don't. You don't hear this on the radio anymore. They don't play this shit anymore. Not this one, not, unless you got. Yeah. You're on that special channel. Yeah, you're doing serious yeah. radio yeah, or something. Exactly. You got something specific cultivated for you. You've been working on your Pandora for eight years. <laughs> oh, I got some good algorithms. Oh, Pandora, Jesus Christ, what are you, 80? <laughs> Pandora. I love Pandora still. It's great for comedy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great for I'll comedy. allow it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I hear Depeche Mode a lot when I hear this song. Yeah, and, and there's, no, there's no real, I don't, I don't really like this song. There's, um, it's all of the things in the 80s about some songs that I don't really dig. A little bit frantic, everything's kind of like staccato and popping, jumping in, bow! Feels like graphic design from the 80s. Just like explosion, neon, crazy colors. Splashes of day glow. Weird rhythm here, checker pattern with yellow and black, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's sledgehammer all over this oh, thing. Yeah. It could be a oh god, I got some real George Michael vibes off of that for a second too. Yeah. Just when when wham when wham was popping off, <laughs> about the same time. So wham was about breaking up. Right about that. Like I see this, I see these guys sitting in the in the in the control room smoking cigarettes being like yeah 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 no this is a tight song like this is this is a musician's song you know like there's tons yeah, yeah. of do you know how difficult it was to put that vocals over to, yeah I'm sure it was tough it's not great not a fan of those orchestral stabs from the 80s that just pop in yeah. <laughs> not not my favorite sound of the 80s <laughs> no no it's a, it, because it got what happened to that sound is it got boiled down to a keyboard stroke. And there's certain 80s sounds, or there's certain sounds, late 70s, 80s, with the keyboards, that took a while to produce and were fantastic, but then just became a setting. Just became, I want to make my keyboard sound like trumpet. I want to do glass breaking, or hand claps, or haws. I think those have all showed up in this song so far. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. 
What should we do with this one? Long outro. Believe me. It's gonna it's <laughs> it's evergreen. It's never gonna get old. Okay. Getting a little weird. Yeah. Guaranteed this did not make the radio cut. Oh, this outro? Oh hell no, this is gonna snip this right immediately. <laughs> They would cut out half the guitar solo on Sweet Child of Mine when they played on the radio. What a bummer. You didn't have to. You didn't. You didn't have to. You know, formula-wise, you had to. But yeah, you're right, Jeff. You didn't have to. They didn't have to. <laughs> mother's talk. We can work it out. Don't you talk about my mother. I want to be... Boom. You sledgehammer. Does that take us to the halfway point here of this album? Well, we got Mother's Talk, which was the fourth song. Then we got five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, is I bet be you. The next one. I bet you. Should we have a look? See what was crackalacking there? Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what was going on. Now, um, I'm not sure what year this came out. I'm kind of coming in um, a little bit underprepared, but I'm, I'm just going from the hip here. Uh, Et came out this year. And it did not do well in the theaters. Um, it seems really? like a lot of people think it did well. It didn't do well. Um, a lot of people felt E.T. was creepy. And uh, and so there was boycotts. My sister was not a fan. I remember that. Popeye came out this year. 1984. Shelley Duvall got, yep, got, the, um, got the Academy Award for playing Olive Oil. Um, and where she, she got did an Academy Award for that f- for playing Olive Oil, where she oh, did damn. her, and an Oscar, where she did her famous song, If I Were President. Uh, for Wyclef lo- ripped, ripped her off. That, that Wyclef ripped off. He's cited for saying that that was an inspiration when he was waiting online in the early <laughs> 80s to go see that before he was a, a you know, popular musician, though he, he yes. had started playing already. Um, let's see, what else happened in 1984? You're nailing it so far. The, so far in 1984, um, there was uh, very little liter- literary reference to that year, which is very strange. <laughs> Um, because normally things are caught out, uh, and um, let's see, uh, it was the first time we had a passenger flight to the moon, and that was uh, that was exciting. That worked out well. I slept through that, I think. And uh, you know, let's see, what else happened in 1984? Uh, several people were born. It was a good year. Good year. 1984. I mean, I, you said it already that uh, it's kind of when you were coming online musically. Yeah, myself too. Like it's a kind of a sp- oh, wow. I'm pulling this chart up, and it's it's yeah, it's special, man. <laughs> what, what, Jared, I, I I was just saying 1984. I don't know what year this came out. Was it 84? It was February of 1984. No shit. Yes. Do you know ET didn't do that well when it came out? Um, well, we, was that? I, I don't even know. I I didn't. Um, I'm gonna switch over to the wiki real quick just yeah. to double check my work, but. Oh shit! I'm a year off. It was just, it was recorded in 1984. Come out 25th of February 1985. Okay. Let me adjust this Billboard chart. Let's see. 1985, Thunderdome was a big hit. <laughs> Mel Gibson uh, was sexiest man of the year for four years in a row, um, and that's also when um, uh, let's see Matthew Broderick uh, was in. Oh. Project X, where he was uh, <laughs> he fr- the monkey, where he was freeing apes, and that's where um, uh, Peter uh, got his idea for Shock the Monkey. 
Wasn't that on the soundtrack? It was. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Shocked a monkey on the soundtrack oh for my Project God. X. Let me drop this top okay. 10 on you yeah, for you got, the second week of February 1985. Number 10, I Would Die For You by Prince and the Revolution. Still going. That record came out the year before. And, and still. Still. He's same uh, with number 9, Like a Virgin, Madonna from the previous year's album. Getting somewhere. You're talking about Axel Foley. Number eight, Neutron Dance. The Pointer oh, Sisters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're just burning doing the Neutron Dance. Yeah. Dude, that song's a jam. That's a bouncy little tune. That right is there. a bouncy little tune. That's a bouncy, bouncy little synth rock tune of love. Method of Modern Love by Daryl Hall and John Oates. Better known as Hall and Oates. Yeah. This that's prime Hall and Oates time. Really? Yeah. A whole beginning of the 80s number six chicago you want to guess the song oh no what is it you're the inspiration oh <laughs> not, boy not my favorite no, 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 no. <laughs> not my favorite you're chicago song not my favorite chicago era we'll oh man that you know what that that reminds me of driving at nighttime like in the back seat there's certain songs that i would hear <laughs> yeah yeah it just kind of fill the car yeah, and yeah. that was one of oh, those. Oh, they were made for radio too. Believe that. Fuck yeah. They figured out a formula in the <laughs> second half of their career. Uh, number five, Don Henley, The Boys of Summer. Sure. That's a stone jam. I'll give it to him on that one. Number four. What? You got something to say about Don? Yeah, I heard that. It's, I heard a, good, it's a good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I lose my breath when I think about it. That's a song that I don't want to like and I want to relate to more. All, mm. Both at the same time. And it basically comes down to like, it's it's undeniable. It's a pretty good tune. It's yeah. not a bad tune. And there's certain parts of that tune. Like there's certain Don Henley-isms mm-hmm. that I'm not a big fan of. That's a solid jam, though. Yeah. It's a solid jam, yeah, man. Kind of undeniable. Because you yeah. don't want to, because you know Don Henley's a the twat. What? <laughs> that's just, that's my opinion. I've just seen all the documentaries and Fucking read awesome. a few books. You know, what do I know? Yes. Seems to be, though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number four, Billy Ocean, Lover Boy. I can't say I'm. From, I don't. I, I'd probably know it if I heard it. Yeah, but it's not ringing a bell to me. Number three, Wham, featuring George Michael. See, this is at this point they're Wham featuring George Michael because he's already going solo. Yeah, uh, he's on his way out. Careless Whisper. It's a stone jam. More saxophone. Yeah, more saxophone for Dude, you. Dude, that saxophone is one of the most classic saxophone riffs. <laughs> For sure, yeah, guaranteed. There's a there's a whole internet meme where a guy would just show up and play that in public, and he would strip <laughs> off his shirt and have this like vest, and he had this, you know, ponytail ish like mullet thing, uh-huh. and he would stand up in like a library and just play the careless. Uh huh, uh huh. We'll watch it after this. It's hysterical. Oh, uh, you yeah. think that song is good? Number two, I do. The two Phils, Philip Bailey and Phil Collins with Easy Lover. Again, that's, boy, that's a song. Right? I just, I just see that song bouncing around the inside of a car. Just <laughs> Phil's playing drums on that one too, and you can tell. Yeah, the drums are sick it's, on that song. It's live. Those drums are live. Yeah, they're, and I mean good. that in the in the current meaning of it, in that they're very good. They're lit. They're lit. Thank you. <laughs> good song. God, I love that song. Number one, Foreigner. Yeah, you got a gander. Oh, foreigner. Let's see. Um, 
85. So it's kind of later foreigner. Yeah, later foreigner. Uh, hot. It's not hot blood. It's hot. It's not hot. Uh, it's too early. Yeah. But <laughs> I want to know what love is. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that was a hot one. Let's talk about ubiquitous. And they're throwing that shit out there. That vocal line, they're throwing out there. Please. Well, yeah, if I could write a chorus like that, too. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the singles. I'm going to I'm gonna take a little look at the albums real quick, too. Okay, take a look at the albums. Let's see what uh let's see what's going on. 1985. Men at work, they somewhere in there. Gotta be. Oh hey, gotta love a commercial. Oh, more flexible data. No, hold up, Jared. <laughs> I want to know about it. <laughs> My data is so stiff. <laughs> I need a more flexible data plan, don't you? I you know what I do. Uh, I need to um, Okay Alright all right. Just is, dropping Just fun. DJing This is fun <laughs> This will get cut out Alright <laughs> That was uh, well, Who was that Little Little Uzi Vert What were we just listening to There for a split second Little Vert Little Vert <laughs> Little Vert and Ernie <laughs> Vert and Dude You're genius <laughs> 85, let's see, I'll look up some movies. 85, that's Back to the Future, right? No. No. Back no. to the Future must have came out later than that. No, I don't think so. Oh, my God. Number 10 on the... <gasps> uh, yeah, right, I was right. What? What is it? Drop it. Like it's hot. Oh, you want to do the 1985, some of these top movies? Yeah. You are right. Back to the Future. Um. Marty! <laughs> yeah. What was your, what, who did you identify with in Back to the Future? Oh, definitely. I was a Marty kind of guy, you know. Marty. Like yeah, I yeah. like to cramp my guitar up loud. Sure, you have that in common, too. Yeah, nice, good one. Like Toyota pickup trucks. Goonies. <laughs> ah, okay. Go, yeah, that truck That's was badass big. when he got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird ending to think that they, that the, the victory is to roll reverse and make Biff a fucking slave, but uh-huh. uh, Goonies. <laughs> Goonies. Uh, that was Chris Wing Glover's problem with the film, by the way. Did you? That's why why he's not in number two. Yeah, he that's didn't his, like that. That's his exact yeah. beef. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> right? It is yeah, good. It's good. Um, Goonies. That's oh. obviously filmed Smash. on the Oregon coast. Yeah, by Seaside. Who did you identify with in Goonies? And Mouth and, and Mikey. <laughs> Who's the and Sean? The Sean retard in the basement. Um, that's sloth. <laughs> that's me. That's you like baby roots, <laughs> and you don't mind sitting for a while. No, you don't mind. You know, you don't mind. You don't mind being in chains either, right? Nope. Okay. So the <laughs> next one. Insist upon it. The next one is uh, the color purple. Who did oh, you identify shit. with in that movie? <laughs> Haven't seen it to this day. I still have never seen color no. purple either. I like when it came out, it, uh, it wasn't like they the movie. They would bring all the kids in the living room to watch. No. And, uh, no, not like roots. Yeah, um, exactly. I don't know what did. Roots made the cut. We all had to see that. Yeah, and my color purple was optional. My apparently. dad was big on Doctor Zhivago too, but we it's just too much. It's too thick for us as kids. We couldn't we couldn't hang in there. But uh, um, and also Shaka Zulu. That was one. Oh uh, yeah, that Shaka I, I Zulu was big. Yeah, that was big. It was a big Ooh, event. Shaka, the Breakfast Club. Shaka Khan. Obviously, just echoes throughout the culture. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Then we had Out of Africa, the soundtrack. No, these are movies, but probably oh, yeah, the soundtrack yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, shortly sorry, afterwards. I went back to music real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of Africa. I don't. I didn't see that one either. Uh, we had Rocky Four coming out. Prime time Shit. for Rocky Four in the '85. You kidding me? Uh, Witness. Can change. Anybody can change. 
Fucking true words never spoken. It is, you know what? There it is. Uh, then we also had Rambo First Blood Part Two. Oh, shit, he was a busy man that year. Dude, yes, the Stallone. This is Stallone hitting his hard stride. Oh my god! Like, like, kind yeah. of on the bell curve of his of of his stride. Um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> fucking Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Uh, Fright Night. Return to Oz. Saint Elmo's Fiver, fi, Fire. Fire. <laughs> Silverado and Weird Science. Saint Just, Elmo's Five on it. If I got five on it. Um, yeah. Solid movies, dude. Some young Demi Moore there. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And Rob Lowe in his heyday. My my older sister loved St. Elmo's Fire. and Never seen it. Intrinsically with Rob <laughs> Lowe. I've never watched it. <laughs> so you haven't seen any of the movies on the list. <laughs> yeah, not. Well, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Oh, the good ones. All the good we ones. We saw the good yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dig this top 10, Chris. The okay. albums of that week. Dig. Dig, baby. Number 10. Brian Adams, Reckless. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Brian Adams, full steam ahead. That album is a joint. Uh, the aforementioned Foreigner with their album Agent Provocateur. I wouldn't be able to tell you the name of that. Yeah, it's a cheeky name. Ario Speedwagon still in the game, number eight with Wheels Are Turning. Wham, featuring George Michael. <laughs> Make It Big. Actually, it's not Wham featuring. It's just Wham, exclamation point. Hmm. Make It Big. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> like a virgin, Madonna's album still holding in a year later. Private dancer Tina Turner at number four, number five. And we now we talked about in this last one. We talked about Tina Turner, how powerful yeah. she is. And I would love to. I'd listen to Private Dancer right now. Please stop this whole song. thing to listen to Private Dancer. That She's that good. Yeah, dancing for money. Yeah, any old musical do. Yeah, and then it gets into that. Kind of that funk shuffle. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to see me do the shimmy again? Yeah. Yes, I do. God, and she was a she was a uh, she was a cougar then. Oh yeah. I mean, cougar hall of fame. Right. I had there. this discussion with John Burns when we were selling art in Santa Cruz. Is we, it bad we, if you get whiskey in your keyboard? Not at all. Okay. Um, and uh, and. Lady Gaga was coming up hard, and he was like, "We basically had a discussion. Who would you rather hang out with?" And other than Lady Gaga, or whatever, Tina you know, Turner, baby. that was my call. I was like, "Tina Turner." He's like, "You'd rather hang out with Tina Turner?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm not talking about sex or anything. I'm talking about like straight." Yeah, she probably like rolled uh, blunts with acrylic nails. You know what I'm saying? She's oh, yeah. she's down to earth like yeah. that. Earth, earth, um, all the way. But it was it was a no no it was a no brainer for me. But I gotta say. I also think Lady Gaga is super talented, and I would I wouldn't mind you know hanging out with her for an afternoon. But given the choice, still Tina, I just want to hang out with her. To I want to talk day. to her. <laughs> to this day. Uh, oh, number four. We were talking about the Pointer Sisters. This is Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. Oh yeah, that had like the heat is on. Yeah. Uh, I got There's a new attitude. Ripping saxophone. <laughs> I got a in new the attitude. Heat. <laughs> wow. That's a pull right oh, there. Oh, gross. Number two, John Fogarty, Centerfield. Fucking hate that song. Mm, yeah, Fucking, yeah. you yeah. know how I feel about Credence? It kind of carries over into Fogarty. Not a fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that song's awful. Is that why you never wanted to do uh, Fortunate Son? Could be. <laughs> That's probably his best song, too. It's a good song. It, it's, it is a good song. You know what? I will, that is a good song. Everybody gets one, I guess. There you go. What about number one? My man, Phil Collins, 
No jacket required. Dude, a slayer. Slayer of an album. Studio. Juggernaut of Phil Collins. This is when when that iron giant is really starting to tread along the earth. Oh, my God. That short little balding man took the world over. Can we do Phil Collins' second album? Yeah. You know, we can break it. Can we start when when they split? You That's know, in like, the do like, air tonight and shit, right? Yeah, Beyonce's second album or something like that. You know, when okay. when they come off of uh, a group, is that is that the term? Oh, okay, is that the vernacular? Yeah, I like it. Okay, all right. We do some plastic Ono band. <laughs> Did they have a second album? Uh, well, that was the charts. Nice. How about that? So there's a lot going on. A lot of staples. You know. Yeah, big big movers and shakers. Yeah, no surprise. 1985 was live for your eyes. Oh, man. Boom. You know what was hot in 1985, too? Kenny uh, Rogers. Oh, and he passed away. He passed, too. Recently. Yes. Yeah. Kenny and Bill up there just... I could, Those Dude. two could jam, I bet you. Let me tell you this. Tuesday nights at some fucking club up in heaven just got <laughs> sick. <laughs> sick. Are you kidding me? Hendrix has been waiting for Bill Withers to die so he could just like fucking sit there and listen to some good tunes. Some good tunes. God, songwriter for the ages. Anyway. Yeah. And and also and also fucking Kenny Rogers. Let me tell you something, Jared. Tell me. The first song I can ever remember memorizing is The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. And then my mom had, a, you know, best of Kenny Rogers, just like, uh, just like she had mm-hmm. Bob Seger. Pretty sure we had that one too. Yeah, we had the Kenny Rogers. You took to find time to leave me, Lucille. Four hundred children and a crop in the field. Yeah, say we didn't. We didn't say we were going to do that. No, we, we didn't. launched into that simultaneously. Yeah, man. Beautiful. Four hundred children. Four hundred children. I thought that's what you said. We would sing it. Four hundred children and a crap in yeah. the field. That's, yeah, it was open for it. You know. You, you know what? I, I don't know if this song was on there, but uh, "Don't Go to Town." Uh, oh, the, Ruby, don't take your love to town. Ruby, don't cold. take that song is cold, man. I, it is, and I don't remember that song being on that album. And uh, I don't but either. you know, the gambler was on there, and, and uh, you know, um, a, a bunch of other tunes. Uh, it was fantastic. Loved rocking it. Eight track. It was on the 8-track. Kenny Rogers on the 8-track. As it was meant to be heard. And that's where the first song, The Gambler. And on occasion, I would sing it for my mom and her friends or whatever around the table. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'll still sing that song. It's a great fucking tune. It is. It's good storytelling. Great storyteller. I loved him in the movie Six Pack. (laughs) Ha ha, yeah, dude. I forgot about Six Pack. (laughs) Dude, oh, rock it up. Rock it up, Tennessee. Yeah, man, country music. Let me do that. We gotta do like an '80s country music episode. Okay. Oh shit! I got the COVID. Was that Corona? <coughs> Hang on, I'm gonna just keep. The, I'm gonna make a lighter go. So I it did can't that. Pass me. Did that into my uh, elbow. Fire shield. Let's get back to tears for fears, shall we? We shall. Any day now. Oh. I believe. A little bit of a torch song. Oh, I believe in God. <laughs> I'm cool. What is this, fucking Mingus? Yeah, it's totally Mingus. I believe that when the hell 
second half of the album with a major shift. That's smooth as silk right there. There's a little more Sade right here. She could Real. tear this song oh up God. right here. She got a new record out right now. Did you know that? No. Well, I fuck with that after this, too. Yeah. Have a couple drinks. Turn yeah. the lights down low. Put some shade on. Down. She's the best. I, I hope she's cool. <laughs> this is how cool I think Shade is. If she pulled a reverse Cosby on me, I would be fine with it. It's just a Cosby, right? It's not a reverse Cosby. Reverse Cosby is when you drug yourself. If you invite somebody over to have their way with you. <laughs> We've all done it, but that's the cool way to do it. See, that's where Bill got it wrong. We've all done the reverse guy. I mean, it wasn't... It only is called that now because of him, but, you know... Right, right. I guess it's, 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 it's kind of like saying irregardless. Yeah, or it's reverse racism. Yeah. You ever hear someone talk about reverse racism? Right, yeah, yeah. No, it's where you like everybody. Yeah, exactly. What is that little instrument right there, Chris? Percussionist. With that, resident, that wood, per, yeah, that, resident percussionist that on the show. That wood stick. Yeah, that's a, that's that a wood block is. that was just doing that. Yeah. You, you can buy those wood blocks. They're, it's like what band and orchestra we get in school. All right. You might have like three or four different tones. Probably like a hardwood of some sort. Yeah, but or hollow box, and that's tuned to a you know a, a note, and, and you can get um, uh, you know a bunch of different notes. Um, different sizes and it has a little different tone depending on what you're going to hit the wood block with that's where that's coming from <laughs> thanks for bringing that over. that's yeah. why I keep you here yeah yeah thank you percussion questions that no, I have it, there's so many cool percussion pieces that you just can't incorporate into your drum kit and what they're doing all over this fucking album is there's percussion is percussion overdub sound kit. things you can't really play live unless you have a bunch of people speaking doing. of drum kit is he brushing it right there yeah. Feels brushy. Yeah. Wire brush. Yeah. <laughs> He's just got some fucking <laughs> hairbrush on there. He's playing with a hairbrush. Scrub brushes. He's, wearing, he's playing with two toilet brushes. <laughs> That's what Tear for Fear. Other than odd timing, the other thing that people didn't don't respect about Tear for Fears is they would get a lot of their percussion from Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> and they just make it sound. It's it's like, you know shit in shit out but a good musician could make anything sound good like sting yeah. <laughs> oh the police are breaking up at this point in 1985 sure <clears throat> yeah they're done steady hating each other at least so I'm gonna guess maybe this God, is Kurt singing right feels like it. They just yeah, put a little ambiance there, like they're in the club, <laughs> yeah, dude. Some applause in there. They're in that smoky club right now, and it's kind of, I'm getting the vibe because it's kind of dark lights in here. It's a little smoky. Yeah, I'm in, I'm feeling this jam. They're putting a the mood down right now. It's right great now job now. they do spacing out the smoothness and the bangers and the and the kind of just '80s pastiche. Yeah, only one of those so far, right? The '80s pastiche. Yeah, Mother's Talk. It was. We all agreed that's kind of just kind of. Yeah, like, that's, that could have been on anybody's record. Like a collage of anything. Yeah, around that time. 
No, that's not a wire brush on that snare. That's a stick on the snare, but that snare is choked. And it's, it's also gated the fuck out of it. <laughs> Somebody wake up the keyboard player. Now, there's so many different pieces of percussion that you'd love to own. Um, Sorry uh, about oh, that. Hey, it's, it's <laughs> fucking... <laughs> yeah, that sounded familiar. Oh, should I? I mean, kind of, let's just let it go. Fuck, yeah, I, yeah. I fucked it up. But it sounded like Sidney uh, uh, Lauper. Oh, okay, I'll get it back. Synth bass, totally. right? Synth bass, yeah. No, that's live. That's picked. That's a picked bass. But that bass has no headstock. <laughs> right, that's a Steinberg. Yeah. Then now they're kind of stretching out their Genesis wings here. Full on live guitar over live bass. That sounds like live drums. Nice hi hat sound. I think you're right about the bass. That shit's keyboards coming. Cool. Everybody's doing something different. This is almost a video game soundtrack right here. <laughs> like you're running, you're doing a side scroller right now. You get Mer- Mertroid, Metroid, like you're Mertroid. doing flips. <laughs> oh, you're picking up the motif right here. Oh, oh wow, callback. They're doing a callback to their doing other call, song. Doing a call forward. Really? Oh, you're right. Totally right. Oh, I don't see these guys as cheeky. They're just, they're, they're, they're smart lads. You want to know what's cheeky though a little bit? This album's called Songs from the Big Chair. They got that from that movie Sybil. Remember with uh, uh, Gidget? Uh, Gidget? Uh, Sally Fields? Sally Fields. She played the girl with 16 separate uh, personalities. No, what? Come on! Whoa, come on, man! It's like a big movie from the seventies, right? Or, yeah, was. She's cute, for real. I still think I. I would like to hang out with Sally Field. Right. To this day. Yeah, I would do. Yeah. She, Same with Tina, but, she but could, the idea of like just hang out. Yeah. Like, I just, I just, just have her tell me Burt Reynolds stories. Yeah, all tell day. me, tell, tell me something <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh. But anyway, she played, and this was based on a, a movie or a book about a true story about this guy that had all these horribly abused and had all these different personalities. It was a real case, you know. And they made a movie out of it. And the only place she felt comfortable was in the big chair in her therapist's office. And so, like, the whole thing is like a riff on being in the therapist's office, I guess. Right. That's kind of cheeky. Okay. Okay. They're calling out their whole next fucking, you know. Whole next two- song. It's, yeah. yeah. I'm going to let it just roll because I think they're meant to. I think. That's the first time I've heard that. They go back into it, too. They really stick in this riff and this, you know. They, dude, it's a brilliant edit, too. It goes to their production on this album. They edit into a live version of the song we just heard, the intro. They go into a live outro. And you don't, you don't know until they're done. And you hear the audience. Got it. Wow. Get out of here. I wanted to be Another melody right there that I wish I could sing. Don't talk about the weather, but 
had the oh. call and response of the vocals. Yeah, too. get some Kurt. Oh yeah, that's Kurt. You keep your distance, be the system This video, do you remember this music video? No. This music video is cheeky. Oh, really? Oh, they're cheeky boys. You, you, these, you're saying these cheeky boys. I was calling them smart lads. You think they're cheeky boys. Well, this this video does take place in a library, so maybe they're smart and cheeky. Okay. okay. You know, they're not mutually exclusive, right? Dude, yeah, not, not by any means. Sometimes smarter the cheekier. Yeah, very true. Yeah, but... To be a smart lad, you got to be able to read. To be a cheeky boy, you don't have to. But you could be a true. cheeky boy who reads. And be, yeah, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I like yeah. the in the back. Yeah, <laughs> love that shit when people just throw it in. They're just feeling it, like a heartfelt, like you yeah. know, that was like a on the spot. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Like after uh, uh, Sunday morning by the Commodores. Lionel does a particularly like fresh run and he goes whoo yeah. when he's done and you're like he meant that shit yeah he just said that's like running past first base like he just got it he's like god damn did you see what I just did <laughs> I mean with like the orchestral arrangement the guitar line that just just goes down note by note this has a little police in this song, with the with kind of those descending lines that they they're so good at doing. A little phase. Nice. They would do that big time on sowing the seeds of love. You remember that? Oh yeah. Like the whole end oh, of yeah. the song is phased <laughs> out. <laughs> they were really trying to write uh, "I Am the Walrus" there. A little bit. And and you know what struck me about the second half of this album is almost like second half of Abbey Road. But if, if a producer came in and a Hollywood producer was like, we got to cut this, we got to do this, this is the meat of here, boom, we're going to blend this to that, that's going to carry over here, and you're good. Hit it. Hit three points instead of all those 84 points, and great you're going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. Great editing. And there's a piece of great editing coming up, like, very soon, where they just transition into the live part and you don't know it. Plus, I mean, when did you get to go out on a song like this since, like, Hey Jude? Right. Total Hey Jude right here. Uh, I want to. I want to do this someday. I want to. I'm trying to write the like the Tough, heavy metal version God. of this. God bless you, Jared. Because if you can get a crowd to just feel good about yelling na na na, that's what I'm saying. That's really. It's it's a high level of difficulty. Yeah. That should be a fucking reality show. You got to write <laughs> write a song, but it's got to include an outro with na na's in it. That you got to get people to sing. Ooh, what happened? Everything dropped out in space? In space. Song, this is like. Back into broken. Back into broken. This song for this. This is a good one to see him play live. Oh, sure. Can they jam on this for a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Flock of seagulls this time. Oh, they're hitting it. Yeah. yeah this is, I mean, maybe a year before that, and they're really hot, like Iran. Iran. 
You got, you got hairspray going on at this time. You're going into the bathrooms, oh. and there's going to be maybe a little bit of fucking... It might be snowing in there. Maybe there's some ultra-perm holder, whatever it is, uh, the Aquanet going Aquanet, on. Aquanet, ultra-perm. A lot of makeup. A lot of high tights. A lot of really tall bangs. Shoulder pads. Yeah. Yep. A lot of shoulder space. A lot of a lot of turning sideways these to go guys, down hallways. These guys always had pretty uh, interesting hair. They, they made good hair choices. Not really. I mean, does anybody? No. God, Chris, you know how close I am to doing a Mohawk right now? Oh, I, Did we discuss this last week on the last podcast? But I really, like, yeah. as the days wear on, yeah, it's, uh, it's getting closer. Sooner rather than later. Yeah. Oh, because, yeah, time's a waste, and you time's can't do it right before you go back. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. You do, uh, you figure it out. You you do a little bit of soul searching, and then then stand in that bathroom and just start, just cut a line. Travis Bickle style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, that's a sign of uh, um, uh, psychosis, too. Not that it when you shave your head, it means you have psychosis. But if you have psychosis, there's probably a time you shaved your head. I think, yeah, okay. <laughs> but it's like the wall. It's not like, you know, like shave your nipples and stuff too like you know when they shave his eyebrows off in the wall and then oh like, yeah you mean the actual nipple not the hair around it well you, i think that's what he was trying to cut you remember he sliced his nipple open that was raw dude like, yeah 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 no that was rough but he was doing that part. while he was sitting in a in a chair like in a, like on a couch i think or was he standing he's in up the in the bathroom, bathroom. yeah he's, he's in, in the bathroom. bathroom okay worst bathroom razor scene ever <laughs> Maybe that one. No, 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 no. Is this one? Is the Royal Tenenbaums, huh? where uh, where um, Richie is in the bathroom and decides to kill himself. Oh, it shit. is the most hardcore, peaceful, fucked up scene <laughs> in in like cinema history. Yeah, it's so powerful. Mm. And uh, and also, the Pink Floyd sliced the nipple. Yeah. You know that blood just going down the chest, and he's had that psychotic break. You know. Yeah. Very, that was also very powerful. That's probably one of the most powerful parts of that whole movie, The Wall, which we should probably sit down and watch one time. I was just thinking, man, I haven't seen that in like a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah. How late? When you got to be home? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my God, I've been alone all week. So the quarantine is really like, it's very quarantiny. Start, yeah, it's starting to settle in on it, you. It is. It's getting just, heavy. It's just me. You know what helps you air that out, man? Masturbation. A and B, mohawks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Sounds like I'm making a Pornhub video tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I got three views, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I was two of Only them, Only two. <laughs> I was the other one. <laughs> Put it up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You just like you just. <laughs> oh my god! I follow this guy Ryan Kramer on Twitter. Yeah, and he puts videos on Pornhub. But it's like, uh, oh, me, just hanging out with the people. Me, we're just respectingly telling you I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard this guy in an interview. Latina too. maid shows up to house, and I help her dust. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, me and so and so go for a walk in the park. Yeah, yeah. I tell her I think she's pretty. <laughs> you know, like that <laughs> kind of stuff. Hilarious, dude. I I listened to him on a podcast. It was pretty good. Um, and it is all that genuine. It's yeah. not like and there's no back, you know, no backside to it. <laughs> no, like and then there's the, then there's the behind the scenes or there's this the ancillary nope. kind of 
perv on it. It's him. Yeah, it's yeah, him it's just kind of going out being nice with the with the, the actresses. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, good on you, man. Good on you. Because I need a chuckle when I have my dick in my hand. Apparently. <laughs> 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 You're, are you a laugh? Are you, are you laugh laughing later? L- laugh it later. Laugh. Jack, Jack, I'm trying to find it. <laughs> laugh you later. A, a Jack, you laugher. <laughs> um, um, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened. Uh, You've never busted a nut in a funny situation, uh, or maybe the busting of the nut was cause for uh, most mirth. I, 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 <laughs> you I never had a mirthful <laughs> nut. Yeah, yeah, I've had a mirthful <laughs> nut. There's depressing nuts. There's shameful nuts. There's mirthful nuts. Yeah. There's joyful nuts. You're that's right. In the Bible, you're supposed to make a joyful nut. For sure. Oh. Yeah. You know what? I think that's what the intention is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's. <laughs> I can't even yes and this. So good. Yeah, dude. Because you've, you've laughed when you've nutted before. It's happened. For, we're, yeah, we're men of a certain age. We've busted a certain amount of nuts in our life. Yep. Yep. X amount of nuts. X amount of laughs. I, you know, I'm going to say there's actually a pretty solid, solid percentage of the nuts that I busted that I was just really, I was fine with. <laughs> That's good. That's a good, good ratio. Yeah, it's a solid percentage. Yeah. And also the folks that I was with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I've been married for 20 years, so. Yeah. But let me tell you, this was one time 15 years ago. I was just fucking you, this you one chick. Dude, like, okay, I'm missing like 18 years ago. I was fucking this one chick. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! I laughed. I laughed. I love you know what, Jared. In a lot of my, um, I I love laughing in sexual situations. I love having that a means fucking blast. No uh, nerves or tension or anxiety. Yeah, or you're putting it if there is. You're putting it somewhere. You're taking your time. You're having some laugh. You dress it. Whatever it is. I'm like oops, but, <laughs> wrong hole. Sorry. You, oh, Jared. That's <laughs> that's my line. Oh. <laughs> I just can't um, stop laughing. Um, you but you you've said you like butt play though for you, right? <laughs> on me, yes. on you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, That's cool. A thing. That's cool. Yeah. Do you ever get the karate chop where they where they park the hand in there like a karate chop, like a tire in a bicycle rack? No, but I know what to ask for next. Then that's you're gonna dig it. It's a delicate thing. You can you can get to the taint, but don't karate chop my. Or uh, do you hold your balls you, up like out of the way? You know way? what it is. You feel safe knowing nothing's going in on by surprise, and that puts you in the mindset. To get smacked in the nuts I've always, super hard. I've That's always said if you wanted to, um, please cut this. If you wanted to, <laughs> res- if you want, if you really want to learn how to respect the vagina, practice on your own asshole. Okay. You know. I'm, all right. Did I have, have I said that before? Should <laughs> no, I but I like it? that. That's good. <laughs> Don't do anything to the vagina hey, you listen, wouldn't do to your own asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're talking to the guy that pushes his own hemorrhoids back in. Okay. That's why you keep by trying to... Try- I just keep postponing just, the inevitable. Just knocking that clit right on the head. Just, just like, trying nah, to push it back in. No. Nah. <laughs> not not today, Satan. Get out of here. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> anyway, enough of the ass talk. Although that, that was cathartic. We haven't had we haven't had a good solid ass talk in a while. And I'm glad to know that you're still in good shape. Okay. You know, maybe you can make something out of this with these with the edits and however creative you want to get. But for ass talk. <laughs> Mine's doing all right. I feel like in this pandemic, as far as keeping clean, uh-huh. taking care of myself, I think it's very important, this can't be overstated, to have a clean asshole as often as possible. Yeah. yeah. It, it will never do you any harm to have a clean asshole. It'll only do you harm if you have a dirty asshole. 
three assholes are the worst. They're not the worst. Kind of they're not your friend. <laughs> they're not your friend. They're a real nagging situation if you're out they're, and about. They're a real stick in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a little bit of I just mowed the lawn ass going on right now, though. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. I got to take care of that later. No. Wash I'll, it. I'll do a little butt play while I'm at it. Practice on yourself. <laughs> Don't do anything to your own asshole that you wouldn't do to anybody else. Certain parts I can't reach with my face, Chris. <laughs> That is rib- so well said. Get some ribs removed. <laughs> um, God, we got to move on. This album's not over, Chris. Not until we play this song. This is the final song. Is this the end? This is the end. Okay. Beautiful friend. Isn't it? I don't know. Yes. No. We skipped a song. We just did Head Over Heels, right? We haven't done Head Over Heels. Oh, yet. I did skip a song. Yeah, okay, dude. Just... I've been waiting for No, we just to... did head over heels, you fucking nut nuts. <laughs> okay. You know, I had to go to the weed store today, Chris. Thanks. Explain a few things. I thought I had enough. But this whole staying at home thing? Yeah, yeah. But nobody else in the house? No. No, 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 no. It's not going as planned, Chris. Let's, let's. Let's be thankful that it is essential business. Thank you. Amen. Thank them. Amen. Tip heavy. Anywhere you go, oh, yeah. fucking tip heavy. For, for real. You know what I'm saying? Do it. So what is it? You're going to do head over heels? <laughs> okay, see, this song is pretty heavy. The first lyrics are, Mother Russia badly burned. Your children licked their wounds. Your wounds. What the fuck, man? World War II. Chernobyl? I think it's before Chernobyl. I think 84 is before Chernobyl. Maybe not. Maybe this is a shout out to Chernobyl. Maybe this one goes out to Chernobyl. There's going to be some fucked up pigs over there in the next few years. It's man with a little fall Probably best with headphones. Too bad. Oh, that descending faux bells. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of split left and right on this one. And I know when we have the podcast out, it's in mono. And that's just, so if you're at work, you get to keep one headphone in and everybody's fine with that. That's right. Of course, you're not going back to work anytime soon, so enjoy. Vibey version of uh, Mad World or something, and, and it's it's classic '80s with that hard snare hit when it's quiet. Yeah. 
just take a look Dude, at me now. Against all odds. <laughs> that, that little keyboard. Yep. Brilliant. Are these well spotted? But these, but I don't, I don't get the Billy Squire of these guys. I, you know where Billy Squire was pulling from all that shit, mm-hmm. and 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 you could kind of see all the pieces, but you knew he wasn't the 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 center. Yeah. These guys, I don't get that. A I more think clever about it. They're in dialogue with everybody around them, but they're more, yeah, they're more clever. The one's about to get all David Gilmore on your ass, like on this jam too. There's some. Okay. Okay. Watch. Oh, you just do another bit throwing down challenges today, Chris. Very <laughs> <laughs> purposely on our song called Dist on the album. Listen to that snare. It sounds like a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Dude, your bro's got it. Always has a good snare sound. And you know what? You know the, the, how you know there's going to be a good snare sound. That when you sit behind there and you play it, it doesn't sound that great. <laughs> because you, it's, it's not made for listening where right. you're at. It's when it's 30 feet in front of you, smacked hard, everything comes together right there. It's like sniper hits. And uh, and he's got his shit dialed. He always has a great snare sound. He's a nerd. Yeah. What was that, Enya? Yeah. <laughs> song on the album strange to go out with just a floater it's a uh, it's like on verses when they go out on uh, indifference yeah you know it's like the vibe the outro yeah but they did that on 10 too true it's kind of their thing huh? they just have a new album came out I'm pretty sure some of those adverbs and verbs and adjectives worked in that sentence <laughs> Peter Gabriel yeah, right here. There was something in the water in the UK in the early 80s. It's also a little bit of tool. This is a little bit of sec- of, of eulogy. <laughs> yes. Well, you gotta make the face when you play guitar like that. <laughs> you hit that note, yeah, you something's gotta scrunch when you do that. Yeah, I could get a massage to this. Yeah. Dude, how 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 long until massages are cool again? Oh right. Asking somebody to rub you down I to a Tears for Fears song. Did you? <laughs> I even think about the masseuses or the Maasai. Yeah, the Maasai. The Maasai. Yep. Is that what Shaka Zulu was? I think so. Bring it all around. Wrap it around, dude. It's like, that's a, that fucking, yet another industry that's not going to come back for a while. We're going to do a benefit show for the Messiah. How would you do the benefit show? What do you see? 
me see the format. Outdoor. It's got to be outdoor. It's got to be nice weather. It's an those... online thing. <gasps> online. Dude. Telethon style. Okay. Online okay. telethon. Online telethon. Get Jerry's Trying to get kids your down on. here. Let's do it. Get who? Jerry's kids. You can rent them out for your own telephone. We don't have right? enough room to have six feet between all of us down here. <laughs> we'll have to. Well, they no, they Skype it in. Oh, right, 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 yeah, right, yeah. right, right. That's right, that's right. I can't, you know what? I'm trying to adjust. Okay, to so this, we could just get normal kids because they're Skyping in anyway. You can't see the crutches. It's fine. It's a snap. There's a filter. Actually, yeah. you can put on normal kids. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> that's how we like to wrap up the album. Songs from the big chair. Tears for fears. Iconic for sure. Yeah, and this was their moment. Like, like their next album was cool, and that song was a big hit, and there was good songs on that album too. But this is kind of like their—I'm sure it's their highest selling album. It's got to be yeah. their highest, the biggest single. May I mean, maybe money wise, no. Um, the the seeds of love that seems like it was a fucking was pretty, pretty big smash hit. With Pacino backing. <laughs> um, I mean, that was oh shit. I mean, that was five years later. Yeah. So where do they go from here? They did where do what after this album? How many more albums? Toured, where do we see them again? Yeah, I think they toured the fuck out of this album for at least a year or more. Yeah. Probably more. Really. That's probably why they hate touring so much. Probably toured the fuck out of this. Weren't home for like two years. You think they were doing live setups? You think they had any kind of early loops that they were putting on? They definitely like, what had kind both. of technology they had, did they have they, going where they were on? Keyboard tour, samples or what? They had a band, they had a yeah, touring triggers band. Triggers and shit. Probably all that. MIDI. Okay. Probably very, very MIDI fied yeah. in the mid 80s. Yeah, sure. Can't have MIDI without the mid 80s. But uh, yeah, no, they were solid live. And they probably toured, probably took a year or two off after that. And had, you know, by the time you get around to make another album, it's five years down the road. Just it, they did one or two after sowing the seeds, and uh, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, hey, hey, we're good. Are we good? We're good. Yeah. As a result, they don't have like any shitty albums, you know. Which good on them. And then, did anybody go into like doing movie soundtracks or uh, working in a zoo? <laughs> basically, the, rich that's basically the scope that we've yeah, seen yeah. here. Is, They're probably rich enough to have their own zoos. I don't know. You think? Yeah. It's doing that fucking... Yeah, they made all that money in the heyday of making money in the music industry. And they licensed their shit out. They're not precious about it. You, you hear there's like shouts been in commercials and stuff. Sure. They, they, they seem like journeymen from the get-go. Yeah. Um, they, they when the, they're coming onto they the, the scene, they're, they're already accomplished studio musicians. And they just carry that ethic through all of their songs. And just, yeah, part of the industry. That's what it feels like. It feels like... Uh, Churned out stuff, but not without any kind of soul. It just has tons of technique. Yeah, just well-practiced, learned men. Yeah. Throwing it down. Tears for fears. Cheeky boys, once again. <laughs> well, go listen to that album. Go check it out. Listen, if you have it on vinyl, listen to it on vinyl, because it's very. it sounds very good on vinyl. It's been If you find one from back in the day, it was mastered for vinyl. Yeah. It's gonna sound nice. You know what we gotta do? We gotta add to uh, to some of the research, and I wish I would have done it for this, but maybe this is the album that's inspiring me to do it from here on out and try to hold me to it. What movies do these songs show up in? That oh. would be pretty good. And yeah, I feel like there's like a there's a James Bond movie in here. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> um, I feel like there's probably some sick movies that sh that some of these songs these songs show up in. 
I betcha. With Al Pacino. <laughs> well, but you're not going to do that on this episode. We'll fucking, we'll have it on the next episode, Jared. Okay. Stay safe. You. Smoke weed every day.